Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Jamie Kirk from Diamond Fitness out of Edinburgh, Scotland. What's going on, Jamie? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hello, America. <laughs> uh, I, I was, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, I could be the bridge, uh, you know, from over the Atlantic for the UK over to this podcast, you know, yes. you know I feel excited for that. Um, I'm all good. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited. I was, I was buzzing when you guys asked me on because it's my first time doing anything like this. And I've, I've always been interested in podcasts. They're pretty cool. I listen to podcasts myself. So I was, uh, I was, I'm excited, mate. And I'm probably nervous, but it's excited nervous. So uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I don't know what you're going to ask me. There you but go. <laughs> I'm, I'm just ready, just ready to give it my best. Well, I won't make it too difficult on you. And no, I, I appreciate you joining all the way from Scotland too. So yeah. I'm excited to talk to you, excited to hear about what you have going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facilities? Oh, well, um, what made me want to get started in the actual industry? Um, and I, I, honestly, I wasn't good at much things when I was young. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I played rugby. Now, did you, I mean, you guys, rugby's not very big over, uh, were you in America, is it really? Not too big. I still no. see it every once in a yeah. while on TV. Well, I wasn't the biggest when we were playing rugby and we were at that age where everybody wanted to be the big rugby boy. So I decided I was going to start going to the gym and I was going to try and build some muscle and purely just to try and be like the other guys and be the big rugby boy and improve my rugby. And basically I just enjoyed training. I enjoyed the routine. I enjoyed the way it made me feel. Uh, and and I, all I could think at that stage of my life at 16 years old, not knowing what I want to do is that I quite liked being in a gym environment I always was good with people and chatting to people and I felt that it just let me do two things that I enjoyed and that's all I thought at that time I didn't know about personal training we're talking we're talking I'm 35 years old this is when I'm 16 we're talking I mean the fitness industry was not big at all then um I mean it was it was all I knew was that you went in a gym and lifted weights and I didn't know anything else honestly I was so naive to it all um and I just decided I was going to um go to college and get the the relevant qualifications needed to get my foot in the door and basically it just spiraled from working in a tiny tiny little small village gym being there pretty much for health and safety to working on cruise ships for P&O I don't know if you know P&O cruise ships um, working in a gym for P&O on cruise ships, traveling the world, coming off of that, working in health clubs such as Vanatines, which again is quite big over here, David Lloyd's. And what actually got me into personal training, uh, sorry, at David Lloyd's, they had they made you do personal training. They wanted to um, they wanted you to make the company money and the revenue targets. So I kind of went down that route. But what made me start my own business was actually because I got sacked from David Lloyd's. Um, <laughs> because the prices went up so much at this health club that a lot of my guys who were already paying the the membership for the gym as well and the prices were going up and I was getting paid like 11 pounds for their 40 pounds or something and I decided I was going to start doing personal training on the side and charging a little bit less 
but making a little bit more for myself. And then one of the very jealous personal trainers within that building decided to tell on me and they followed me and they took pictures of me training people out with my place of work. And there was a so-called investigation and it was all blown out of proportion and they wow. sacked me. They sacked me. And I'd been there like four years and I'd actually built up a really good clientele and I was like part of the, the setup and I enjoyed it. So I was panicking. I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? They've just sacked me from a place that like I actually love and I've been at for so long. So I phoned every single one of my clients and I said, right guys, I found a studio where I can train you, been sacked. What do you say? It had nowhere near the facilities that this big health club had, nowhere near. It was like a 10 metres by 10 metres room. Like, it was hardly anything in it. And they all just said, you know what, Jamie? We're on with you. We, we want to go with you. So they all left that health club and they all came with me and it all kicked off from there. And then after mm -hmm. a while, you moved to another premises and then you move from there. And then eventually you, want, you, you get your own place. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of always happened. It's all it's never been a plan, mate. It's just always just happened. It's always just come out of a situation that's opened a new door. And before you know it, you've got two gyms and you're winning awards for your gyms and you're doing pretty well. And you're like, whoa, how did that happen? So yeah, you're like, cool. how did this happen? No, no, yeah. that's a cool story. So it happened very naturally for you. And, yeah. and you never know, you know, when things are a blessing in disguise, right? You get sacked from your last spot and it ends up leading yeah. to you being able to start businesses. Now yeah. you have multiple clubs, you know, yeah. you're getting rewards for the, for what you're doing. So, um, no, that's super cool. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Now diamond health club. I would love for you to give your own elevator <laughs> type pitch of the services you guys offer. Okay. So with diamond fitness, first of all, it, it's a private training facility. And what I mean, it sounds a little bit, um, you know, snobby when I say that, but all it means is that, you don't just walk in and train by yourself. So it's only only operates when we're doing the scheduled group classes or personal training within the gyms. And why is the reason it's always been like that, if I'm being honest, is because I've never had big enough gyms that I could have people coming in and training themselves. I wouldn't have the space to do everything that I do. My gyms are 2,000 square feet. So, you know, okay. Okay. They're, they're just small private gyms. They're very well kitted out. But yeah, so they're only open for the scheduled group classes. The scheduled group classes are for people of all ability levels. Um, we, we, we make sure everybody goes at their own pace. We never ever repeat workouts, which I think is a really big thing what we do. When I used to actually work at these health clubs and they would put these classes on, I could never understand watching these classes, how every single session, every week was the same music, the same routine, you even knew at each time on the clock where you would be in that circuit or what song would be on at that time. And that actually gave me the fear. And that was like, wow, I couldn't handle that. I would be itching inside, just knowing what's coming every time. So I always made a massive thing about never repeating the same workout twice. And I can honestly say in the, how many years is it now? The seven, the seven years, I think it is, that I've had my own gyms. And even before that, when I worked self-employed for myself at other places, um, I've never repeated workouts because I just don't see how you would have to repeat workouts. Yes, there might be similarities, but we will never repeat the same workout. People do not get bored. And it's a very non-judgmental, non-sort of 
uh, what's the word, non-intimidating, if that's a word, um, okay. environment. And everybody likes to support and encourage, and everybody's there to just get a spring back in their step and feel good in their clothes and just enjoy working out for their frame of mind um, and for their mental health and their, well, their overall well-being. And it's just like a, a kind of nice, fun atmosphere where we just enjoy looking after ourselves. So... Yeah. That's the way I kind of sell it. And that's probably the type of people that I attract because I would say everybody who is a member of Diamond Fitness wants that environment and that is their goals. We're not trying to be Olympians. We're not trying to improve on our 100 meter sprint. We want to go out at the weekends, wear a nice shirt, feel good in it, wear a nice dress, have it fit you nice. We want to just have that confidence back. And we still want to live our lives and have balance and, and you know, not be taking things too seriously and overtraining and hurting ourselves and things like that. And yeah, over time with my experience and getting older, I have learned as well about how it's not all about, you know, trying to make people sick and right. thinking that's really cool and have them crawling out the door and all that. So it's a very, what will I say, all round user-friendly, effective, efficient experience. <laughs> there you go. And it sounds like yeah. you, you put a big stress on like, the community that you offer yeah. in your facility, right? And, and the yeah. type of energy that you have inside of your facility. So I, I like that. Um, and so group training is mostly your bread and butter. You do a little bit of private yeah. training as well. Yeah. That leads yeah. me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Um, okay, so I'll, I know the exact number, um, but I wouldn't, I don't really want to say that exact number, but I will tell you that we have over... 140 members currently cool between both facilities that's across the whole board okay 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 but they're thinking well that could mean he's got 300 uh no but, but, but between 140 and 200 so okay. each each gym has like what one one has like seven seventy odd the other one i can't remember exactly but yeah but again because of the space that i have it's not like a, a huge health club where i can just take thousands and you know i can't do that right, i don't have the right. space so I am limited on that, but you know what? I love it the way it is because everybody just becomes friends and, and it's just, it's 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 brilliant. It's just like a little community where everyone, I was just about to use that really cheesy phrase there about that uh, that show where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say it, but it's like that, man. It's like that. Like everybody goes in, they all chat. Some of them even hang out at the weekends. Um, we do social stuff. We we go out like you know three times a year as a as a group. It's really good. I love it. Um, I love being down there. It's always a great energy, and um, I'm really happy with the with the the, the numbers that we have. Um, okay. Cool, cool. So you are sitting at around 200 members between both your facilities. I do always like to ask: Is that a number that you guys want to stop at, or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? So. I'm just about to move to a bigger premises in my second location. And I would like to increase the class sizes mm. because we have more space. Um, and that means I will be looking to bring in more members, which I've already been doing now because we had a waiting list. So I was very lucky I could go to that waiting list and say, look, we're moving to a bigger gym. You've been waiting to get into this gym for ages. I was always very big on not being greedy and overpopulating my membership because the last thing I want is these members who have been with me for the last five, six, seven years, who have been really loyal to me all through lockdown, through all the years of, 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 of being part of my journey with my business, for me to then overpopulate the membership, for new members to come in, book in the classes, and my 
current loyal members can't get in their classes anymore. Yeah. And I just don't want to do that. And I've always been quite um, quite on it at looking at the numbers and making sure that I'm not going to get in a situation where there's like 10 people on a waiting list for a class and they're just not getting into any classes because they're not going to keep paying me. Um, so I've been very careful. I would say that, um, you know, again, the size of my gyms limit how much growth I can I can I can do within right. the gym, but um, I, I'm 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 on the I'm kind of on the cusp. Like I'm always watching it. I always have to keep tabs on it because I am very big on, as I said, the quality of the sessions would be compromised if I was overpopulating the gym, if I was overcrowding the classes. And I just always want quality and I want everyone to feel comfortable and I don't want the place to be like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. I just want it to always, you know, be a, an enjoyable experience for everyone. And even when there's too many people, it's hard for the coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I just, yeah. So, I mean, I suppose down the line, every business, the smart thing you do, and I have done it, is you increase prices, you know? So maybe you don't necessarily bring in much more bodies but you put the prices up of your membership and rightly so if it's successful and it's working well and you know i do have waiting lists to get into the gym it becomes um right. quite quite valuable in that sense um yeah. so yeah that's probably growth wise but you know you again you've got to think now i don't know what it's like in america right now but right now the cost of living is the highest it's ever been same um, same here there's definitely definitely been people having to really budget to 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 include um, you know, having a gym membership in their lifestyle. And I really appreciate that they do keep me in their lifestyle. And I think it says a lot for, you know, the way people see it as a really important thing in their life that they can't lose for their for their mental health. Um, you know, because you, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to save myself 50 pounds a month and, and not go to the gym. But then is it worth that? Because then you feel a bit sluggish, lethargic, you, you lose a bit of focus, productivity. And then you're just like, you know, the, that's when investing in your health becomes almost invaluable. So, yeah, about a lot. Sorry, a little bit off tangent there because I like to. No, no. Again, but uh, yeah, that's I, that's where I, I I would take more people to answer your question. I would take more people, but I'm always monitoring it. And if it does start compromising what I call the quality of the sessions, then I do have to put an, a, a stop to that. But as I said, then I can put prices up. So, uh, yeah. and as yeah. you should, you know, there is such a yeah. thing as growing too fast, right? A lot of people. Yeah you know, they may start shoveling members in through the door just in the name of making yeah. more money. And then they start yeah. watering down the product that they give, watering exactly. down the service for their members. And yeah. the next thing you know, you know, you add 10 members in, but then you have 10 members leaving on the backside. So it's like, yeah. was it really worth it to you? Yeah. Um, no, but perfect. So, so you're moving to this bigger facility. You're going to want to increase class size a little bit. What type of things do you actively do to, you know, aid that membership growth for you? So social media is like the biggest aspect of 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 the tool that I use to to grow uh, classes. Um, I, I think I've actually listened when you when you guys got in touch. I listened to a few of your uh, episodes mm -hmm. just to get just to just to you know try and get some clues of what we're going to talk about. Um, and I did see that a lot of guys talk about word of mouth, and that's so true. Like you can't beat word of mouth. It's the it's yeah. the ultimate. Uh, you could have the fanciest website and the most amazing looking social media and, and you could be so good with that, but word of mouth is, is solid. Um, and again, it, I, I'm very appreciative to, to all my guys, all my members who do tell their friends and their family and it kind of works really well that way. And I always like to have someone coming in off the back of another member because then they know someone already and they come in and it's a lot more comfortable for them. Um, 
but yeah, social media is the one that actively I use every day. And that's more of, of a brand thing as well, because you've got to keep your brand out there and you've got people to, you know, you, you create your brand and you want it to be known and seen. So social media is great for that. Um, and, you know, the 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 colours of my business um, is purple, like kind of really bold purple, always has been. And it's a big diamond logo and I think it works really well. And I get people going shopping for like clothes and stuff and they'll message me and say, hey, I saw this, saw this purple T-shirt, thought of you. And I'm like, well, that's good because, you know, it's obviously quite powerful. Uh, I do plaster the, the brand about on social media a lot. So obviously that's quite effective. So, yeah, I use that. I use that. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So when you say social media, do you mean like just organic posting day to day or, um, you know, like digital marketing, like paid advertising, Facebook ads, Instagram um, ads? So organic. Yes, I have went down the route of, of employ, I say employing, that's the wrong word. Uh, I didn't employ, just paying for a, a company to do uh, digital marketing for me. Um, I don't know if it was timing. I don't know if it was it was all during covid where i started doing it yeah did it work yes during during lockdown i i did get more members to go online and things like that but i just feel that nothing compares to word of mouth and i feel like i have enough word of mouth and it was quite expensive paying these digital marketers and i felt like i'm paying a lot of money here and i'm not seeing the return that i maybe felt i needed and right. it was almost felt like a risk and i almost felt like a risk that that didn't work but i suppose that's how you learn, isn't it? Um, you always you don't get it right all the time. So I didn't have the best of experience with digital marketing. I just felt like I felt I don't know. I almost felt like there's so much of us out there. The digital marketing is maybe all so so similar that it, do you actually stand out as much as you you think you're going to with digital marketing? Whereas if someone tells their friend or someone at their work, you just can't beat that. It's so solid and it's so it's so effective. So I suppose. I do organic stuff. I do. I rely on word of mouth, and I probably won't do digital marketing again unless I really feel like there's something that I have that's going to make me, um, you know, be absolutely unique from the rest. Which I'm not because there's loads of group class gyms and there's loads of PT. It's just, you know, we have our way of doing things, and they have theirs, and we just hope that we attract the right people, uh, and that we want and and that we we work best with. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean. You know, the fact that you've been able to grow through word of mouth here is huge. And it shows, you know, having a wait list of members is not a bad issue to have an issue that a lot of gym owners would love to have here. Yeah. Um, no, no. So happy for you on, th on that as well. At the end of the day, like you said, all these things are just tools that you can choose to use or not. And yeah. if you do, you know, figure out how to use it the correct way, it is to your benefit as a business owner here. Um, yeah. How many leads would you say you get on a given like weekly or monthly basis giving the forms of marketing that you do use um definitely daily i will get messages of people definitely daily i will get multiple messages of hi i'd like to join the gym if it's someone who knows someone who's already in the gym it's 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 pretty much like yeah no like they're going to join like it's it's that word of mouth thing again um if it's someone who doesn't they'll normally do the whole like how much and I know for a fact that I'm probably the most competitive and most fair priced gym in, in my local areas. I know that. And I, I kind of pride myself on that. I like my my business to be open to everyone. I don't believe that you must be a high earner to be able to look after yourself. Do you know what I mean? You've, yeah. Everybody's got to look after themselves. Um, and I, I don't like to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but I don't like to to only 
have certain people able to use my my services so um when they start asking that and I tell them and and then they don't come back I feel like they're maybe just fishing about with other companies and trying to get the cheapest one I don't know um so they don't always convert I sometimes don't hear back from them again but as I said a lot of the time I have well right now I say a lot of the time all the time right now I have to say I'm sorry Right now, I'm on a, you're on a waiting. I'd have to put you on a waiting list. Would you be happy to put on that waiting list? And when a, if somebody ever like recently, we had a, um, a girl go off uh, because she's pregnant, um, and she went off on maternity leave, and I said, well, you know, do you want me to hold your spot for you? And she was like, um, can you hold that spot? And I was like, yeah. So you know, because she's been a long time loyal member, I held that spot. I didn't go to the waiting list. I didn't ask someone on the waiting list to fill that spot because I felt like that w- woman who's given me you know years of good service is going to want to come back after she's had the baby I don't want to have to say to her I'm sorry we're so full I can't let you back in and some people might say well you know you're but you're running a business yeah if my business was at the stage where I had to bring in the new members I would but I'm not greedy I'm happy with the way things are going I like to look after my guys who have looked after me so you know um a lot of the time I will just say no because it's it's not the right time for a new member and um yeah. Yeah. And how big's the team? How many other trainers do you have working with you at both facilities? Uh, we have myself, two, three, four in one facility and myself, four, five in the other facility. Okay. okay. Yeah, so they, do the, they do their PT in the facilities. They do their own personal training. They run their own businesses in there. And, um, you know, as part of the package that we do with them, um, with them running their business in my gyms, they they take the classes for me that I'm not doing. So I do the majority of the classes. I'm like the, the lead coach, we'll call it. Okay. But I can't, I can't be everywhere all the time. So those right. guys do it as well. Um, the good thing about those guys, and they're absolutely brilliant, um, is that they were all, well, I'll say all, all but two were members of the gym before they became coaches. Okay. So when it was just me and I did less classes, I met these guys, they trained with me. Some of them lost, one of them in particular, he lost like four stone and what's that in kilograms? Uh, I don't know. You, you guys don't know stone, do you? I, I'm familiar. <laughs> do I know the exact metrics? So, no, but, but go ahead. I'm going to say 20 kilos or something. Do you know what I mean? 20 kilos. Yes, in yes, yes. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and they've ch- turned their life around in, in a really positive way. And they've decided they want to to then give something back from what they've taken from it and become coaches themselves. And um, all of the coaches but two went to the same high school as me. So I kind of knew them. And I feel like in a weird way, almost like I know them well, like brothers and sisters, like I totally know them, like I trust them. And they do, because they know how I operate, they know how I work, they know how I interact with people. They they were members of the classes themselves. They know how the gym works. They know what I expect. It, it works really, really well. And I'm so fortunate because I know that the classes are in brilliant hands. Um, so yeah, that's that's how we kind of work it with those guys as well. And then, and then they're awesome PTs as well. So, you know, they can take people from the classes and they have done, and and, and I, I promote that. You know, there's nothing to stop someone doing classes and a PT once a month for one of these guys. Um, and I love that. And it, it, the whole cross-promotion thing and the whole, you know, all working together for the, the you know, the one big final outcome, which is to help as many people as we can. And that's really what it's all about. If you don't want to help as many people as you can, you're kind of in the wrong industry, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's good. Yeah. That's how we all kind of operate. Awesome. Awesome. And so, Jamie, I know you're training at both locations and 
a big goal or focus for you on this year? You just had a daughter, you know, you want to be able to kind of get your businesses to be self-sustaining to where they don't need you 24 yeah. seven at the locations. What's yeah. that kind of look like to you? What's your, you know, your plan or what, what is the, the time that you have to free up? Is it more so training? Um, so it's such a, it's such a, uh, there's such a mixed, mixed feelings when you ask me that question because I love what I do. I love being down at the gym. I love all the guys. I don't want to be away too much because I love it and I need it. And it's part of my everyday life, which I can't imagine not having. On the other hand, for, since I was 17 years old, I've been what people would call a, wor a workaholic. And I actually thought that was a really cool thing to be a workaholic. Right. And I, had, I did learn especially over over lockdown when we weren't working and stuff that actually it's really good sometimes to not be always working and it's really healthy to to kind of have some time for you and family and especially with with my wife and I uh, recently having a baby daughter who's seven weeks old um I obviously want to spend more time at home more time being a dad um and I have worked very hard to put myself in a position now where I have these awesome coaches yeah, and I have yeah. this system that's working and I don't work as much as what I used to. I'm, I'm working four days a week right now. So that's pretty good. You know, four yeah, days a week. However, everybody knows when you run your own business, are you actually ever off your work? You know, I'll be on my phone answering emails and my wife will be telling me, why are you on your phone again? We've all experienced that. You know, I'm running a business. You know, I can't really switch off. Yeah. Um, but what I would like is to continue being able to trust these really great coaches that I have to run my business so that I can spend more time off with my family, helping raise my daughter, um, you know, doing nice things with her, which I never would have been able to do a couple of years ago when you're working from seven in the morning till nine at night. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I never want to completely be away from it, but as, as long as maybe bring in a few more coaches, um, you know, have a few more coaches just so that even the coaches who are who are covering for me right now so that they maybe go through the same process. They want to work less. So I've got to remember that it's not all about me. These coaches that I have might say, do you know what? I'm working five days a week at, at long term. I don't want to work five days a week. So I need to maybe bring in another coach to cover that coach's yeah. stuff. So, you know, I, I, more coaches is probably the answer. Bring in more coaches, make sure they're going to carry on the standards and then we can all have a bit more freedom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, and it sounds like, I mean, you do have a lot on your plate from not only training, but also, you know, keeping up with leads, messaging them, trying to get them into the, in through the doors, right? Have you ever thought of trying to automate certain aspects of your business? So, you know, things like lead nurture, things like, you know, following up with people so that you don't have to, you know, sit there responding to every message? Yeah. Yeah, you know what, mate, and a lot of the, the gym owners and business owners and yourself and all that, I, 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 we're kind of control freaks, I think. Yeah. Uh, every business every business owner is like that in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, I do, I do almost still enjoy the buzz of being on it and, and remembering who messaged me, remembering who I need to get back to remembering who maybe had a cold had had a cold or a fever last week and I want to find out if they're okay and just ask them how they are and keeping in touch with people who maybe I haven't seen in a while or they've not been at the gym for a month or so I better check in on them and most of the time when I'm not in the gym I am doing things like that I'm almost like checking on lots of little tiny little fires and making sure all these little fires are okay and try to keep them burning yeah. and um 
and there's been, do you know, I was at the National Fitness Awards um, my first time I ever went and I asked one of the, I was going to use the word influencer, is he an influencer? Yeah, I asked one of the fitness influencers there, like one of the the, the kind of well-known fitness uh, celebrities, will I say, um, I asked him for some advice on where what would be my next steps and he said, get a PA. I was like, really? He said, yeah, mate. He says, get a PA. He says, see when that PA starts taking on loads of that workload that you, that you, you you always do like the mundane stuff like the the small little messages the emails the check-ins all that and it never ever sat well with me because I thought and this could be my own problem I'm going to trust someone else to to sort of care about these people in the same way that I care about them mm. and I don't know if they would um and I'm like it's not it's not something that I, that I hate I actually quite enjoy just checking in on my guys and I suppose I'm really fortunate that my personality is like that, that I do actually care about these people and I do constantly want to be um, keeping in touch and, and doing these little emails. And But yes, you're right. And there's the balance. When I overstep the balance and my wife's complaining that I've just sat there on my phone for 20 minutes messaging people when I should have been, you know, um, sterilizing bottles, you know, for my daughter. <laughs> uh, you know, there is that balance. You've got to, you've got to know when to when to stop it. So that's something that I always need to work on because right. I don't know, I don't really, I don't really know the next step with that because I don't know if I'm ever ready to let go of that it, control. It, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I totally get it. I mean, with every business that I started, I, I was in the same issue. I mean, uh, especially with e-commerce, a lot of it was answering customer emails. That was one of those things where I didn't want to pass it to anyone because I was like, hey, they're not going to care or respond yeah. to emails the same way that yeah. I did. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you have all these fires, like you said, that you have to yeah. put out. It isn't always, and it's not going to get better, right? As you continue to grow, let's say you open up a third facility or maybe you yeah. double the size of your facilities again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just going to get worse. So, so making sure that you have systems and processes in play so that... Yeah you're not stressed out so that, you know, and, and trusting people is another thing that sometimes you just have to get past it, get to there. Um, Mate, there's, no, a lot so, of, so, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of managing emotions as well. You yeah. know, <laughs> a lot of that, sometimes it's a lot of just, you know, managing emotions, making sure things are, you know, people are not taking things the wrong way. And I say that as in like, you know, your, my coaches and the relationships within the coaches, the relationships of coaches and the members and someone said this and someone said that and, oh, well, what was it? You know, and you're, you're having it often kind of just, it's the word mediate, can immediate make sure everything's okay and, mm -hmm. you know, keep everyone's emotions in check. There's quite a lot of that. So, yeah, sometimes you're, you know, you're a coach, you're a business owner, you're a, you're a psychologist, you're a yeah. therapist, you know, you got to do it all. Of course, of course. And, and so what does your process look like for when you do get a lead? Let's say it is myself, right? And maybe I see you guys on social media, shoot you yeah. a message or hear yeah. about you from a friend or family. What's your process for turning me into a paid member? Okay, so I always offer your first class for free. So it's almost like a try before you buy. Okay. So let's just say I've got space and I'm happy to take on a member in the gym. I don't think it's going to affect the quality of the sessions. I think I've got the room right now. Um, I say there, there's, I've got the two locations. There's one location that I haven't been able to do that in so long. So I'm kind of only talking about another location here. And um, so I'm taking this member on, I send them uh, an online health check form that I need them to fill in. I also think that really makes them feel like I'm taking it seriously as well. You know, I, I don't want to come across as a cowboy who's like, yeah, just turn up, come on. Um, so they, they come along and um, I obviously have to, what's the word have to have to 
I have to make an effort to make them feel comfortable. And I think that's really important. And I try and introduce them to everybody. And I don't want that person thinking they're just the new guy or the new girl. And, and you know, they feel awkward. And it's, it's hard enough going into a new gym and with people you don't know and stuff. So first of all, I think it's making them feel comfortable and making them understand that, look, we're not trying to... Um, to do anything incredible tonight i just want you to to get a feel for it and see how we work um and you know obviously ask them the basics but they get a free session so i feel that's good because they're not committing to nothing and um i think people especially in scotland they always like to 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 get a little freebie before they have to commit to anything yeah. um and uh I would say i'm quite confident to say that most of the time i would maybe even say all of the time i will convert that member because Very we have good. a great we have a great setup and, and and it's and people people they're almost shocked at how much they enjoyed it and I'm, it's really great when that happens it's brilliant it's a great feeling i love that um and they normally sign up and that's that um so yeah that's really as simple as that mate i just do first session is free they've probably heard from a friend or somebody that they go and it was quite good and they're like oh try that out when you get to try it for free you can't really lose so um yeah exactly that's how so that works who does the um the selling currently is that something that a responsibility that you take on yourself solely do you allow your trainers to do any of the selling for the members as well um quite quite um flexible with that quite um so i let those i let the guys advertise their own personal training as much as they want to okay as far, as far as personal training goes advertise use my my gym as much as you want to advertise your personal training that's your business you can do what you want with that in terms of the classes i see the classes as diamond fitness that is my thing that's what i'm that's the the usp that i'm trying to 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 have the gym for me as as i said i do personal training as well but my focus is on the group classes so i say to the guys look if, you know if you wanted to ever do your own group class you can't do it in, in diamond fitness you'd have to do it somewhere else and i'm never going to stop anybody from advertising to do anything else to make an extra income from themselves i'm not that sort of person you know it's it's a world where we all there's enough room for everyone if you're good enough you'll be good you'll be fine um and if they ever tell one of their pt clients or they were to share a post of mine for the classes then brilliant i really appreciate that and often they do it and it's not something i really give much um thought to because it's just almost quite natural you know like i'll share stuff for them as well if they if they have an offer if they have something that they're 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 putting out there to try and get some more business for themselves i'm happy to share and promote them and vice versa um and I always think the more bodies that come into the, my gym, whether that be for personal training or for group classes, the more bodies that are come into that gym and the more people that see the personal trainers, that see the group classes, it can only always benefit all of us because those people now know that there's these four or five really nice people, these, these personal trainers that are nice people that have greeted them and made them feel comfortable. And now they know in future, they might be out for coffee with friends and a friend goes, oh, I'm looking for a personal trainer. And they say, well, I'll tell you what, I go to Diamond Fitness, I do the group classes, but there's a really good uh, personal trainer in there that I spoke to. And then that person comes to the gym and it, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, I'm all for, I'm all for, for uh, everyone selling everyone is the answer to that. There you go. There you go. And so for the personal training side of your business, do you help your your coaches get clients for that? Or is that something yeah. that they're expected to, you know, well, advertising yeah. your clients on their own? No, I'll definitely help them. And, um, you know, they help me. So they help me run my business. They let me put extra classes on my timetable. Um, you know, and I'm always going to, you know, again, I'm just I'm big on we just all support each other. We all want each other to do really well. 
I will get messages daily um, from people who who ask, hi there, uh, do, do you guys do personal training? Um, if so, how does it work? And first of all, I'll say, okay, well, the guys do certain days. So what day, what time do you want to do? They'll tell me, I will then pass that information on to one of the PTs and, and let them take it from there, really. Awesome. So yeah, always, always um, happy to 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 help and, and pass on. And again, what I said before, we're all in it to help as many people as we can. So, you know, if, if there was ever a coach or a personal trainer who was going to say, sorry, I can't train you, but then not pass that information on to someone else that they know who can, well, that's not really, that's not really what we want, is it? Right. That's not, you know right not good not good for not good for anyone in that situation why would you do that yeah yeah yeah. okay cool so so jamie if you could wave let i always like to ask people this question if you could wave let's say a magic wand right you had a magic business wand you could tap diamond fitness and it'll be in the exact position that you want it what would that really look like to you uh okay um i think I and and again it goes back to having my daughter and priorities in life changing and maybe not um you know my priorities maybe used to be that I wanted to be this big business mogul that you know on yachts and beaches you know like that you know yeah. I, I'm not saying that's bad but my priorities are to to have time to have time to spend with my family but also enjoy my work and I think what would give me that scenario would be for one of the gyms that I have, which I'm trying to get caught up with the other gym to be as busy as the other gym. So both gyms are at, both gyms have waiting lists. Both That's what I want, both gyms to have waiting lists. I then, because I may be, depending on the size of my premises, if I cannot bring in more bodies, I do have to put the prices up. Like I have to, that's what any business would have to do. I put the prices up. I'm never going to put myself up to stupid amounts that's going to, you know, annoy people because again, that's not what I'm in this business for. It's not, it's it's not all about money for me. It's yes, I want to be able to pay my mortgage and my bills and keep my family in check and, and enjoy my life. But I want to help lots of people. So I want people to use my gym. I want them to, to be able to use my gym. I don't want to price myself out of anything. Um, and yeah, I just want it to be in that sustainable place where I can do everything that I want to do, have time off, enjoy what I do, um, and really that's it. And I know that sounds quite, probably quite boring, um, but if you'd asked me maybe five, ten years ago, I would have said that I wanted to have a hundred gyms over Great Britain and I wanted to be one of the dragons on Dragon's Den. And, you know, that was what I would have said, but things change and priorities change in life. And uh, I think I just want to have time to enjoy time with family and friends and, you know, help as much people as possible. And I say that again, because I really, I really have always had this passion of mine that I do love helping people. So I love doing that. I never want to stop doing that. So that's it really. My magic wand would just, would just make things a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit busier just so that, I was a tiny, tiny little bit more financially secure. That is all. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That yeah. is all. It's not a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and just off us talking, I could tell like time management and finding a way to buy back and get back your time is something that's big to you right now. Yeah. Um, what boxes, what what things do you think you have to check off so that you could eventually get to that point of, you know, having more of a self-sustainable business that doesn't need you for every aspect? Uh, I think just bring in bring in some more coaches, 
so that I have that security that my class timetable is always going to be um, um, available to my members. Um, and yeah, mate, that that's it. Like I don't, I'm not far off where where I like I'm like I said, I'm working four days a week right now. I'm I'm not too far off. Like, see if I was working two or three two or three days a week, I think I would miss it. Like I think I would miss it, and I'd probably be miserable around the house. And my wife would be telling me, <laughs> my wife would be telling me, you need to get back to work. Like you're absolutely miserable around here. So, uh, you know, I'm a, I've never actually said out loud, and you asking me these questions have never actually made me say out loud that I'm maybe not actually that far off where I really want to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite a humble guy, and and as I said, my priorities have changed, and maybe I don't have the same pressure on myself to be trying to to hit heights that are maybe well beyond my limits, and and going to make my life harder and make my family life less enjoyable and things like that. Like as I said, priorities change, and I just want to to have time to 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 enjoy things. That's all. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Jamie. But before yeah. we do head out of here, please give a shout out to your Instagram, Facebook website, just so the <laughs> listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah. So guys in America, if you want to check out what I call Scotland's number one private training facility, you can do that on Instagram at Diamond Fitness and Wellbeing. You can do that on Facebook for each location, Diamond Fitness Edinburgh, Diamond Fitness East Lothian. And if you go to the website, Diamond Fitness hyphen, uh, sorry, diamond hyphen fitness.co.uk, you will find me there as well. And feel free to DM me and message me and tell me what you thought of the podcast. And if ever you're in Edinburgh, definitely come and check the gym out because you'll always be welcome. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I appreciate it, Jamie. Jamie Kirk, everybody, from Diamond Fitness out of Edinburgh, Scotland. I appreciate you once again, sir. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Melissa Heston from 360 Degree Private Training out of Yellow Springs, Ohio. What's going on, Melissa? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Beautiful weather here. Beautiful weather. Where are you out, out right now? I know you're out on a kind of a little vacation. Yeah, I'm in, um, I'm in Granville, Ohio. Granville, which Ohio. Which is near Denison University. Okay, awesome. And based out of Yellow Springs. Well, I appreciate you joining and giving some of your time to sit here with me today. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility 20 years ago? Well, um, I, I've been in the uh, professional dance um, industry um, 
as a modern dancer and I went to graduate school, um, both undergraduate and graduate school, um, earning a BFA and MFA in dance. Um, and I have since taught dance in uh, college, colleges. Um, I moved several times and found that I really wanted to really focus on working one-on-one -on -one with people. I'm a specialist in alignment in particular um, and strength building, um, kinesiologically sound um, strength building um, and I'm versed in Pilates. And so I decided the way to do it, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. I ended up um, finding out that physical therapists have, are limited to just um, working through a prescribed um, methodology um, with one part that needs to be rehabbed. And I thought, no, I wanna do the entire uh, body because we really need the entire body in order to live vital, healthy lives. And so I found that getting a personal trainer certification was the way to go and to open my own studio. Um, so that's the route I decided to take. Okay, awesome, awesome. So have you been in the same location uh, since, the, since the start here in 2002? I've been in um, three different locations. Okay. Um, so I started um, in a small kind of house um, that had a nice two room studio with a bathroom. Um, then I moved to a smaller space, um, but I didn't share it with anyone else, which was good. Um, and then I moved again, I guess it's four times. I was, I've been in the same building um, in two different spaces. So, okay. and my partner owns the building. So we pay, I pay into um, that mortgage. So it's, it works out really well. There you go. There you go. So, so how has the journey been, you know, throughout these 20 years, what was something that was more difficult than expected when it came to running your business? Um, probably at first the marketing, um, I mostly got clients through word of mouth um, and through friends. And then I've got clients through clients and I've mostly run my business off of referrals, my um, in-person business. Um, but then when I expanded to online, it kind of just, you know, exploded exponentially the possibilities of um, working with people. So, yeah. And have you found a way to market the virtual training aspect yet? Because it is a little different than a lot different than, you know, marketing for in-person yeah. training. Yes. Like I said, most of my um, local person to person um, live trainings, um, I get through referral. Uh -huh. um, and so I, I started to do some advertising um, via our local newspaper and um, of course through social media. And I've been able to maintain um, you know, 24 to 30 clients weekly um, for, for my in-person business. My online has gone from, I started with about 20 and expanded to over probably 300 that come and go um, just whenever they need help. So I run groups um, online. I've done them both in, on social media and through a platform um, that helps them track their water and um, nutritionals and their workouts and their um, meal plans. So it's been helpful to have these other platforms to utilize um, for people who like that. 
it's helpful to use the social media platform for people who like to be more social um, and share photos and things like that with each other. Um, but it's not for everybody. Right. Um, so we really um, are trying to tap into places that people are comfortable. I usually work with people who are not comfortable going to the gym. Gym's not their thing. And so um, I kind of help them become comfortable in doing what they like to do and in ways they like to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and definitely smart to try and diversify too. What's been, I know you said for the in-person side of things, word of mouth is a big driver to get new members. What about the virtual training? Is it the same? Do you basically funnel members from your in-person facility to virtual training or is it it's a different those are different populations altogether i find some some on in person do venture into the virtual just um as a way to be more accountable but i found that either uh, phone calls or texting with those people seem to be all they really need that kind of reassurance or great job you're doing well or let's change this or um let's try this something different but um, most of my online happen online. They like to, they like that piece of it where they can be anywhere and do what they need to do when they need to do it within yeah. their own schedule. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, even myself, I'm more so the type to rather have an online trainer that just kind of automates, you know, my meal plan and my workout than have an in-person trainer. Um, so smart to dive into. I, I assumed you got to that membership mark by doing some type of marketing. What does that look like to you? Have you done any type of, you know, like paid ads, Facebook ads for the virtual training or, or even in person at all? I haven't needed to yet. I'm not at that point. Um, most of my time is spent um, in the studio right now. So um, I just have about probably 10 to 15 hours outside that I can do that type of work in. Um, I'm also, um, our family runs a farm to table restaurant. So there's a lot of other um, things that happen outside. And I have a graduating senior this year in high school who's um, looking at recruiting. And I have a 92 year old mother too. So I'm kind of sandwiched in between a lot of caretaking of um, our family and our businesses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even you said you 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 yourself have about 20 to 30 clients a week correct yeah 24 to 30 yeah yeah definitely a lot on your plate what is the the future look like to you you know i know you've been doing this for 20 years now are you more so wanting to continue with this private training in person route or you know maybe grow virtual training more um sell both the businesses what what does the future look like for you um, so the future for me looks like I would like to um, at some point start reducing um, my on the floor training um, in person and hand that off to some other trainers who would like to rent my space um, and bring in their own clients because I'm only utilizing six hours or so of the space five days a week. So that's about 30 hours. So there's still evenings and weekends that um, are rentable. Um, and usable. And I have a full gym of equipment. Um, so they would be able to come in without having to, you know, bring their own or buy their own stuff, which is a good chunk of um, the investment, you know, that and rent. 
Definitely. And, and what do you think about the model that you're running now, right? Essentially having people rent space from you. Have you ever tried any different type of models? Have you found this one to be more profitable? I found this one to be more profitable because um, I ask my trainers that are coming in that they need to charge the same prices that I charge, which are pretty high. And then I take a cut of, of that. So they're still making good money, um, but it's helping me maintain the space, maintain the equipment, um, help with the rent um, and be able to um, help them develop and build their business too. Hopefully at some point they may be able to take over my clients. And, And so do they pay you monthly rent as well, or is it only a percent of, of the training? Yeah. A percent of the training um, pays for equipment, maintenance, rent, heat, heat the utilities, and, um, and the space. So they and don't have does- to clean anything. Like uh, They need to wipe down and uh, put the equipment back. But as far as like doing the floors and all of that, um, I, I have that done. Right, right. And, and kind of with the model that you even have, it almost benefits you to be able to fill up your trainer's schedules, right? So that you could continue making more money off each payment. Um, is that something that you focus on at all, trying to help your trainers build their schedules? Yeah, I have a, um, I have a scale that I start them, the percentage that they start at. Mm-hmm. Um, what their take is and what my take is. And as they build their clientele um, and become more robust, then I'll take a, a little bit higher cut. Okay. okay. So just to help them get established and to, you know, earn some rewards of, of their efforts. Okay. Okay. And, and <clears throat> so you have some empty hours in the gym that you want to fill in um, you know, hire some more trainers so to fill in those hours. What hours do those look like to you? Is it the typical, you know, noonish hours? I I work from seven a.m. to one p.m. generally Monday through Friday, so it would be af- late afternoon, evening, um, and weekends. Okay. I do take some overflow clients that need to make up sessions on the Saturday morning sometimes, but it's not often. Yeah, definitely. And, and what does your process look like for when you do get a lead, right? Let's say it is myself and I hear about you maybe from a friend or family member. Um, you know, I message you or walking through the door. What, what's your process to turn me into a paid member? Well, everything is private. So everything is through referral. Um, a paid member, say, say that in a different way. Um, I, I was asking what basically your sales process, right? So when you do get a lead, somebody who's interested in, you know, coming to your facility, either, you know, for you or one of your other trainers, do you guys have like a, a process? Maybe some people do a free consultation, right? Um, maybe a free class. Some people give a week free class. What does that look like to you? So one-on-one consultation, it's usually by phone first. Okay. Um, and then if they're interested, I have them come right in and begin so there we go okay and, and allows and you, them to see the space and we talk more and then we you know get started with um assessments and your your trainers that work with you um they're expected to to make their own sales as well handle their own clients correct okay okay 
Awesome. Let's see, another question I like to ask you are kind of the layers of service that you guys do. So are all trainers doing the same thing, only one-on-one -on -one private training? Yes. Okay, okay, awesome. Have you ever offered any other type, like maybe semi-private or, you know, do you offer any other type of services in general? I do small group. Small group. Um, I, find, I find that small group is... Um, is something that you know not everyone likes the just the one-on-one -on -one. they really like the um, dynamics of a group um, and the lack of feeling pressure um, but they are more comfortable in a group setting than a one-on-one -on -one situation and so I have uh, a few small groups that I run um, that have been ongoing for gosh years and people come in and out of those groups um, they try them and so I uh, through the pandemic, I've had a group of three people that have, um, that used to be five and then one moved and one dropped out because they just didn't want to risk, um, the training together. And do you offer nutrition and accountability, uh, within your facility as well? Yeah, I do that both in person and, um, online, online. as well. So I do nutritional support. I also work with, a, um, a dietitian nutritionist uh, locally who I also refer out to and she refers to um, me as well. So it's, it's nice to deal with a professional who also takes insurance, um, which is helpful to a lot of my clients as well. So um, she's very versed. She has um, a staff of, I think about eight or nine. Uh, her name is uh, Leslie and uh, her business is Clementine out of Yellow Springs as well, so. Okay, awesome. And, and what does that nutrition and accountability look like for in-person versus virtual training? Is it the same type of program or is it two different things? Yeah, it depends upon what people want. I um, There is just a very standard kind of entry-level um, program, but um, I, I like to tailor it and custom tailor it to what Ever their needs are. And that's why working with a nutritionist, dietic, dietitian is so helpful because they can really focus in on what the issues are um, as far as um, food sensitivities or food allergies. Um, she's also doing some DNA testing um, that's even, you know, more stringent and uh, more in align with what a body needs. And awesome. I deal with a lot of people who are, um, who are dealing with either injuries or ailments um, or are cancer survivors. And so they have uh, different nutritional needs as well. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So offering some different things as well. And, and so Melissa, let's say you had a magic wand, right? Like a magic business wand. I always like to ask this question and you could tap your business, have it be in the exact position that you want it, right? What would that really look like to you? Um, to have, my studio be utilized um, as much as possible um, as, and build an online, uh, a pretty robust online business where I can hire others to kind of help with the day-to-day, -day, yeah. um, kind of like administrator types that can handle uh, communications with online. Um, and I'd really love to develop a, um, a retreat um, where people can come that have either been my clients or um, are part of the online, ongoing online training, mm -hmm. have a, a few tiers um, and that final tier being a, a retreat. 
Definitely. And, and with the online, what's been like the, the biggest bottleneck that you face from, from growing that aspect of your business? Uh, just being able to spend the time to get it to start up. It takes a lot of, the setup is, I, I like doing 21 day cycles um, and that gives people a week in between. Um, but some people need just uh, ongoing every day coaching. So being able to spend time every day is, is um, can be taxing and hard to find the time. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, my energy has a ebbs and flows. So I uh, would love to spend more time um, with the online piece because I feel like I can really help uh, more people that way. Right. Um, but I do enjoy the face-to-face one-on-one because I can see what's going on um, in their lives and hear what's going on in their lives and what they need support with. Yeah, yeah. And, and even the online, it does give you more more freedom as well. What do you think has to happen so that you could be able to focus more time on, you know, what you want to instead of having to be, you know, so so caught up within the training from day to day instead of spending time on the other part of the business? Yeah, so the transition from getting off the floor um, needs to happen, but I also need to have enough um, income from my online business to warrant coming off the floor more. Right, right. So that 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 transition needs to kind of happen at the same time. Yeah, 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 definitely. That, I mean, it makes sense. You never want to leave one thing unless you the other thing is, you know, completely at least going. Um, what type of growth do you need to see for the virtual training side so that you could leave the other side of your business? Well, I'm curious to see how social media is going to go because the Instagram, Facebook um, is kind of just, it's all one company and I'm not, um, I'm not convinced that that's going to be the way that a lot of people are, are moving. Um, many of us also go to uh, through email, but email is also one big, you know, bottle of stuff too. So (laughs) I'm curious what the next next is going to be. I do a lot of um, YouTube videos for clients and people too. So um, I I like that platform as well. So I'm just curious to see what the next one is. And I'm hoping it's much better than what we're working with right now. Right, right. A lot of virtual trainers I I speak with, TikTok and you know Facebook and Instagram ads are, are really how they continue growing that business model for them. Um, I know so Melissa, we know what you want for your business now, right? We know you obviously have a big passion for you know the, the product that you're giving your members, um, not watering down your service and overpacking your schedule. And and but what is it that you want from your business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? Um, financial security and just the fact that I've helped a lot of people through a lot of different ups and downs in their lives, you know, so uh, I'd like to really feel that I've affected uh, big change in, in people's lives for the better. I love it. I love it. And, and I think that's a pretty good spot to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do head out, Melissa, please give a shout out to, you know, your website, Facebook page, Instagram, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your business. Well, I'm on Facebook um, through 360 Private Training, and I'm also um, Melissa Heston. 
So please just, you know, feel free to email me, text me. I'm happy to even take phone calls. So anything that you would like to do to connect with me, I would love to hear from you. Yes, of course. And, and the virtual training business, what is that one called? Well, I don't have that in front of me, but you can always find me um, on online. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Make sure you check her out, you guys. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Raheel Anwar from Rawa Fitness out of Mount Vernon, New York. What's going on, Raheel? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Alex. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Excited to have you on, brother. We're at the end of your day here. You're Definitely. located in New York, so it's 6 p.m. for you, 3 p.m. for me. Um, how's your day been so far? It's been pretty good. Uh, we're we're both grinding but yeah it's been good <laughs> yes sir yes sir well yeah let's not waste any time here how how did you get started what is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility back in 2018 uh i was well i actually started working at a commercial gym um so i was working at crunch which uh was one of the gyms that I was working at and uh great experience a great way of learning how business model works great way of learning how uh, speaking to clientele and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I did uh, outside of there was like always made sure that I got education and um, the company would pay a certain percentage of education. So I pretty much used that as a way of just kind of like getting better at doing certain uh, modalities and stuff like that. So uh, kind of built my way there after a while. Um, you know, I've I've had uh, clients asking me, oh, you know, hey, do can we kind of train somewhere else? Uh, my clientele sometimes wanted more like a one-on-one. They didn't want people around. So I tried to look for a way of like, you know, training them outside. So I'll use different um, studios nearby and stuff like that. And after a while, I was like, hey, like, why would I do this when I could just pay myself or something? So, yeah, yeah, okay. 
Awesome. So, so you started off as a personal trainer here, eventually led to you opening your own facility back in 2018. So it's been four years. What has been the most, um, you know, difficult or unexpected part of running your business? Um, I would say that people don't realize so much administrative stuff, right? Like that's first thing, right? Like, you know, you have to make sure you have all the legal stuff down packed. You have your clientele filling out contracts or insurance, you know? So I think like just getting through that hurdle and learning that kind of could be, and then you're, you're your own salesperson. So like you have to, first of all, work on referrals, uh, work on marketing and stuff like that. So I think that those things, it's not something that as you become a personal trainer, you kind of have to develop. When you become a business owner, you have to kind of take that on as well. I agree. I mean, you know, a lot of people get into gym ownership starting as personal trainers with the love for, you know, helping people changing lives. And they kind of forget there's this whole business side of things as well, right? That you have to be yep. good at, well, you have to account, be good at accounting, making sales, you know, marketing um, and so forth. But no, awesome. So Raw Raw Fitness, you guys are mainly a private training, semi-private type studio. How many clients are you currently serving right now? Um, I would say anywhere from like 15 to 20. 15 to 20. Okay. Yep. Are you the um, only person on your team? Is there other trainers as well? Uh, there's three other uh, people. Oh, cool. 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 How does that look like? Are they, um, you know, W2 employees? Do you have them as sole proprietors, their own business within your business? Uh, so they're uh, independent contractors and they'll just kind of use the space and it's more based on uh, two things. One thing is they're either paying for the space. Uh, other thing is they're, they're like, you know, I'm, since I'm an independent person, I'm not able to handle. And I, like we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, like I do have, I do work in lung cancer research. So like, that's something that hinders a time period where like oh i i want to train at 11 a.m i want to train at 1 p.m so with that being said like i would need to have somebody else do it so that's where the other ones other trainers step in and i'm like okay here like this is the deal we're, we're gonna do um like you know you'll train this person and this will be the rate that you'll be paying at you know kind of similar to what gyms do with their trainers right right okay okay so so you chose that model, at least um, having them rent space based off your current situation of having another job and, and so forth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And, and what does that look like is, you know, what's really the end goal or plan for you? Is it to continue marching down this, you know, lung cancer research direction, or is it more so to, you know, figure out the gym ownership, scale the gym more? Uh, I would say scale the gym more is definitely, uh, I wouldn't say more fun is more rewarding and in a way like lung cancer is also rewarding uh and it's just like you know it's something that you created and that you develop and you know something that you're seeing over time grow in different phases of it like i mentioned like there's there's the developmental phase then you see you're getting clients here and they're getting requested uh to train and then when you when you get to the point where you can't handle even like before before the lung cancer job or whatever when you can't handle all those clientele because your schedule is filled up you're like oh hey like it's not that 
you don't want to take on clients and it's not like, oh, it's too much money or anything like that. It's just like more like, hey, I need to think about time management it's like that. And I need to be able to focus on programming for my clients. I need to focus on making sure that I'm getting myself, working out myself and stuff like that. So you have to kind of make those decisions as well. So like we all got into the game for helping other people. Um, but we also got, we have passion for fitness because we like working on ourselves. So I want to have, make sure I have time for that. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to build it more, but make sure that I'm still taken care of as well. Right, right. So, so what's kind of growth look like to you? Is it an in- increase in clientele, an increase in revenue? I would say um, with increase of clientele, it will increase in revenue and stuff like right. that. So I would say that will be it. Um, just working on getting more clientele and just working on getting more people using the space. How much more could, could you hold yourself? Would that be difficult for you to continue taking on clients while holding another job? Um, I would say that the only thing that hinder, would hinder me is the time that they would probably need to train. Uh, I, and just kind of like making sure that they're okay with, because I do start my day at 5 a.m., Right. So, and I mean, my day at 5 a.m. is like I'm training client at 5.30 or 6 a.m. Right. And then at like 9 or 10, um, finishing and then I'm going to uh, the hospital, getting out anywhere from 4 or 5 and then 6 to 9. Um, again, as a grind. I live in New York. It's, it's kind of, it's, I would say, it's, it's, I've seen people in different industries grind. 12 hours. I've seen doctors yeah. grind 20 hours. So like, it just kind of like the nature of things. Um, I would say that I could always use my model. I could always change this model, but I do enjoy one-on-one training the client and seeing their growth and progress and stuff like that. So I do like to be that person to do it myself. Taking on clientele would be uh, difficult just based on time, but yeah. Uh, it, it wouldn't be something that would hinder me until like my whole schedule filled up. Like, I agree. I mean, sometimes it, it's not worth getting the clients if you're going to be burning yourself out and you exactly. know, so much. Have you ever thought of trying to position yourself to where you're not needed for training at all to where, you know, the business kind of runs like a well-oiled machine? Yeah. I mean, I thought I, I have, been in works of thinking about moving certain things more to virtual training which could also open up more time between like clientele i've thought about uh coming out with, with programs and videos that i could just kind of like send and a client could do uh so there's been uh uh different thoughts uh, but i haven't been proactive to any one of those things as far as uh, training like other people training my clients or like getting my clients kind of just like coming to the facility uh having my train uh that's something that uh i would say again like i get referred to client i'm like oh hey i can't train train you but i do have somebody that could train you this is like the rate and you can use the studio etc etc but that also has its obstacles like now let's say the the trainer that i uh, give the client to i have to have them have a contract with me and then make sure that the trainer doesn't leave the gym and take the client to a don't another space. That's, so like, you know, that's a bad part about, you know, independent contracting in a way is that it's, you know, it's a b- bunch of businesses within a business, you know, it's exactly. hard to control the, con- the trainers, hard to 
have them have the same mindset as you teach the same methods. Yeah. As you. So have you ever thought of doing the W2 route and kind of trying to oversee instead? Uh, I have. Um, I mean, I will have to look more into it and stuff like that. I just haven't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the virtual training where you're talking about is a smart idea. I, I've heard of so many gyms post COVID, you know, they've now included virtual training elements in the packages that they offer, right? So you have someone who's paying extra for that personal training um, experience, and you give them nutrition and accountability through apps. So, you know, there's ones like my fitness pal trainerize, right, where you could give them full day-to-day -day meals, a grocery list, and on top of that, daily workouts for when they're not with you. And, you know, you're able to charge more for it, make more for it. So it's really cool to see. I know. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that. I know there are certain, like, have you heard of Precision Nutrition? I have. I have. Yeah, so they have an app that you just pay monthly for, and it, what it does is it does a few things. It sends out, like, nutrition advice or a newsletter, which I guess you can figure out how to do that and then uh you're able to kind of keep your client accountable so i've i've seen where, where uh like the business could go but then again it's just about being proactive and just putting right right time into like building the business and stuff like that which been <laughs> been like up and down because of covid and stuff like that too you know like you can't put like at, at during covid i was not able to put all my like eggs in one basket to the um, business because of like how things were going uh you know like and, and the thing was unsure yeah. uh, but you know i you know i'm grateful for the clientele that i have and stuff like that too which kind of like kept us afloat yeah i mean we talked about this before and a third of fitness facilities went out of business and more so what, what brings it to that third are states like california and new york that got hit the hardest so the fact that you are here post-covid you know something that's worthwhile as well now it's kind of would you say pivoting to, to grow more or get back to pre-covid numbers would you say is that what you're looking towards right now um i would say that it's definitely growing more and getting back to like pre-covid numbers yeah. um i also believe that some people have adopted different ways of working out so like we talked about like some people are more comfortable doing zoom or some people are like oh you know what i don't want to go to a studio is it okay that uh, you come to my house or is it okay that we do it outside because they're scared of indoor factors uh with being in new york that would only last during certain seasons if it rains you can't really train somebody outside you have to find uh, find that find other things so, like i think there's some obstacles in those things. Also, we get horrible winter here. So, yeah. you know, it might work, it might work in California, uh, you know, besides the rain, like, you know, but like training outside, I have, you know, again, throughout the years, trained clients outside, I've trained clients at their apartments and like that. But like, I think making time to travel to the park versus travel to the studio and then like the clients coming in, um, you know, I usually do like 15 minute sessions, give me 10 minutes to prepare for the next client. Right. Uh, and that's kind of like what I promote, like, 15, like, it just makes sense. Like an hour session is great, you know, but it's not realistic. You know, you have a client coming in and you have another client coming in and you have another client coming in. So have you ever yeah. thought of doing more of like a semi-private model to where you could still give, you know, good value one-on-one -on -one type service, but more so hold, um, you know, do two or three clients within an hour? Uh, I've only done that for like 
friends couple like not, not my friends like two friends that want to work out together or like a couple that want to work out together or a friend that's trying to promote one of their friends to like get more active so like hey uh could i you know can we work this deal out where this person comes and works out um and i'm open to it like we have space to do it so like i'm open to it um but it's again like about like you know having oh hey like covid would hinder people from working out like i see like my clients are i guess like more laid back but like i still see other trans clients coming in with their mask on and training with their mask on fully so you know we do have our facility to be clean and everything like that but you know which is based on preference and again so like for them to have more people uh it's much i guess it's more easier if they know the person but now let's say if i have a semi-private like saying they don't know the person it's like I do like the idea. I do like the idea of it being like semi-private, whereas like, you know, it's a good community. You're building a community as well. You know, like um, people get to meet each other and, you know, there could be like group activities that we could do. Like, I do like to promote health. You know, like I do like to promote health. I do like to promote community health. Like I've done with my other friends that are in fitness and yoga, like we have done like community stuff. Uh, so like, I do like that, um, but again, there's obstacles that I'm open to all those things though. Like I'm not like closed off to anything. Like I'm never going to be closed off to any opportunities to make more money and train more clients. Of course. I mean, how do you guys get clients? What's like your main, I guess not tactic, uh, but, but way of getting people coming in through the door. Um, I would say mostly referral based. Like people are like, Oh, like, I, like when, when I mentioned to you that like when I was training at crunch and I would like, mostly focused on education uh, and just throughout my time, like just getting education done. I think it's very important because like you get, a, you know, you get paid and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go buy some lemons. I'm going to go buy some protein. I'm going to go buy some workout equipment. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to, you know, like all these things, those are all great if you're just like using it as a job. But when it comes to a business, you need to invest in yourself and your education. Plus you have to promote education to your trainers and your workers because it's important for them to actually be doing the right thing. Like I can't just walk in and you're having your client do like deadlifts or like burpees. And I'm like, what's the purpose of that? What is the program that you did for that? Like, what, why are you doing these exercises? So I think uh, just when you're so invested in yourself, like people see, people see there. Oh yeah. Like I've done like a private set. Like I went to this, you know, I went to this big gym that's very well known and they gave me a free session and yeah, they, they made me sweat. They gave me, a, you know, they made me do a hit workout and they made me sweat. And I'm like, well, was that part of your goal? Like, what was the reason they made you do that? Like, were you, did they assess anything that you might need to do? Do you have any imbalances? Like there's much more to it than just, yeah. you know, I, anybody, could, anybody could give somebody a workout and exhaust them. Yeah. So like, I think the education is important. And then when people see that, they're able to be like, oh yeah, like I want you to train my mother. I want you to train my father. Like I need exactly. you to train like my kid, you know, like, you know what you're talking about. So I think it's important. So I think that helped. Um, and also I think just being in the area that I am in, which in New York, like there's, I've learned that there's, there's no cap to how much you could charge. Exactly. Like that's Same thing. Yeah, like there's no cap that you could be like, oh, this is how much this training session is. Ah, well, you're putting a cap on yourself. Like it's not, it's not really something that you 
well, how much know, do you I, charge? I, I love that your mindset's like that. Cause I always say charge as much as you, as you can, you know, uh, as much was, as the value as you provide. Right. I would say that uh, anywhere from 150 to 200 a session would be like a sweet spot uh, um, based on different like packages and stuff like that. Uh, and it's for 50 minutes, 50 minute sessions. So like that. So uh, again, it's, I just think that location has a lot to do with it. I think clientele has a lot to do with it. Um, Does you know, everyone, you know, all of your trainers, do they all charge the same amount or is it whatever price they? Uh, so I, like I mentioned to you before, like the ones that are like, like I have, I'm doing more of like, oh, hey, like I have this client that needs to train. I charge them the price that I charge them and their, their, their rate is what we discussed. Like, oh, I charge. 75 or eight a session or, or I'm like, okay, great. Like that's the, that's what I'm, and I'm just kind of like, just, you know, having them train and it's there, but like some people don't charge that much, like, you know, and I'm just like, like, you know, I like to, I like to promote fitness people. I like to promote uh, health and stuff like that. So I'm like, like I said to you, like you shouldn't put a cap on how much your service costs right. because people are charging for uh certain things and it's like wait like your your time like i've been in the game for almost 10 years now like you think i'm gonna be charging the same thing i charged 10 years ago like you know like it doesn't make sense so like uh i just don't like to have like clientele that i'm like oh this person makes a lot of money let me charge them this space no like it's a fair price i mm -hmm. think uh, and make sure that you know they're getting a value out of it some people are like, oh, like, you know, everybody wants to be a negotiator and like, oh, this price is a little too high. And I'm like, well, the spiel is like, well, that's the price. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah. That's the price. But like, you know, <laughs> after a while, it becomes very normal for you to say a number and just sit quiet. Like, okay, this is the price. And there's nothing. Once you, once they see what you're able to do again, like there, it, it should become even easier to present price. You already know what you're capable of doing. So it should be like, Oh, this is how much I'm going to charge you. And you're okay. And you're comfortable presenting that number. And they were like, okay, like, you know, what? So a business guy that I follow that I'm a big fan of. He always says charge as much as you could say with a straight face. Right. Yeah, Like that's, that's great. Like, what I mean, is. It is what it is like, you know, like you're not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, feel like you're uh asking for something that you don't deserve uh, you can't provide like if you're one of the people that are showing up to late for every session and you're charging this price or your client's getting injured left and right or you're not programmed for your client then that's hours that you're putting in to do all those things like right. so that that 50 minutes that i'm talking to you about is only for the present time there's back back time you're working on all these other things you're also going to get education so you know it's it's a overall thing oh they could text you and be like oh hey uh, uh can you tell me i'm at the store right now i'm about to buy these running sneakers like there's there's more to it than just that 15 minutes so uh, when you're when you're putting a price in something you should you know have that in your head too like yeah i'm gonna be programmed for this client i'm gonna be you know supporting this client they have goals we're gonna do this they have they have to do this so it is important to like kind of have a better you know thought about what you're presenting to the person and our clients expected or not clients your trainers is everyone expected to find their own clientele do you have like any type of systems to bring your trainers clients at all uh so they they have been 
uh, kind of like, you know, same thing, referral base. Uh, and then, you know, social media marketing and stuff like that. So they, people use social media marketing. Everybody's very like fit and jack. So like, you know, they have their influencing, fitness influencing uh, things. And then also they, they stay active in the community. They hold workshops and stuff like that. So they're, they have their own means of making income. If they're making money outside the gym, like that's great for them too. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to hold anybody back from like making money. It's not like they're signing a contract with me. Like, Oh, you can't uh, make money outside. Like it is what it is. Like, you know, like even I rather than be upfront than like, you know, like, you know, like it's again, it's a grind. So, and I'm, I'm, yeah, Do you think that business model benefits you as a business owner or more so benefits them as the trainer? I would say that it's going to have some competitions because like I'm not the only place that they could train at, right? So that's something that would definitely not benefit my business based on if they're using the facility, based on if they're training their clients. Uh, but again, that's an, that's an obstacle that you uh, have to deal with. I think big gyms have tons of turnover because what they do is they people train there and then they end up like leaving and then taking clients tell with them it's like that so i think like even the big gyms that have different um departments to handle administrative stuff legal stuff even they have those issues so it's really hard to kind of overcome that um but so far i would say that i think it's important to make sure that everybody's um, how you say this is just very like you know New Yorker, but like everybody eats. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you know, and that keeps people happy. That you know, like it's just it's kind of that way. You don't want to have people that are not happy or they, they feel like they're not making money, and then you know that's where all this other nonsense occurs. Okay, okay, and so Raheel, if you had let's say like a magic wand right a magic business wand you could tap your business and it'll be in the exact position that you want it right what would that really look like to you uh i would say that i would probably want a bigger space uh and add more services um uh on on you know in-house and stuff like that so maybe like a recovery space so they could do like recovery and stuff which we I uh, thought about we considered doing uh, and recovery. I meaning like ice baths, uh, having like you know um, different uh, recovery modalities for them to do. Even have like a masseuse there, um, you know. But that's a that's a future goal, you know. Um, uh, almost like having a like a rehab fitness rehab. I wouldn't say more like PT. Uh, I, I'm not moving towards PT, but just more like. Uh, facility where clients come in they feel still that one-on-one -on -one privacy but like also like yeah like they're some people come in night before they went out and they're coming in and they're like ready to work out I'm like well you're not really in, in the best state to work out yeah <laughs> so we're just gonna take an easy workout with that being said like oh hey like you know what like I'd rather put you on this recovery uh, thing today instead of you going in for a full-blown workout uh, people come in rushing from work and they're in a, uh, you know, fight and flight state. Uh, so I'm like, oh, you know, you need to kind of like uh, bring that down before we work out because the workout can cause stress for your body. So like we need to, you know, have you relax. So like kind of, I think having that, I think it's really important because mindset is everything. So like if they're not in the right mindset to work out, 
So I think if they're coming in, they're not not able to kind of like give the, their all. It's it's understandable just based on the, uh, the, the you know uh, high demanding jobs that these people have. Uh, so like I think it's also needed. I also like to make sure that people put some mindfulness and like breathing into their uh, program. So again, to deal yeah. with stress. So I think that would be a nice thing. So if you had like that picture, you know, perfect facility that you wanted, so to speak, where you're able to offer the different services, uh, maybe get to a bigger spot, would you leave the can the lung cancer research development? Uh, I would definitely probably leave that. And uh, because it's, what I do now is more research based and mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's rewarding in its own way as uh, more clinical, you know, you're, you're, uh, working on looking for therapies and stuff like that for lung cancer. Um, so still in the health realm, uh, it's just that my background in undergrad and stuff like that, I did um, biology, I was pre-med. So, you know, that's kind of like where my background comes from. Uh, so it was something that I was always into, like even during undergrad, I would work in, uh, volunteering in a hospital. Uh, so, it was just something, uh, but I think that when it comes to having your own story, that's just my story. Like, it's just kind of like yeah. what I have. Yeah. Like I, I know some people are just like play sports. I know people that come from different realms. That's just my story. Like, you know. So, so what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's holding you back from being able to grow the business the way you want to, to where you could leave, you know, this other side that you're working at? Um, I would say that it just comes down to just getting to a point where uh, like, again, like coming back from COVID, just getting the clientele um, more, more uh, filled up where, uh, yes, like instead of me even giving uh, clients to somebody, I have time to do that, um, yeah. which uh, we're heading towards. Uh, but it just comes down to the point where I'm like, okay, yes, like I'm okay. Like not having this, you know, like I could just focus on the business. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Rahil. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode here. Right. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, Instagram, Facebook, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Awesome. So yeah, my Instagram is Rara Fitness. I, I, my Instagram is Rara Fitness. Uh, you can find me really easy. Um, I do have a mix between traveling and working out stuff. I do have things there. Always posting. That's something that I just do enjoy to do. Uh, and the website is RaraFitness.com. So you guys can find me there. You can find uh, my story there as well. And you can find my contact information on my Instagram and my fitness uh, website. So. Yes, sir. Make sure you check them out, you guys. Raheel Anwar from Ra Ra Fitness out of Mount Vernon, New York. I appreciate you once again, brother. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. 
Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.